0: So uh, we have been doing uh, this theme called Defeating Darkness. We've been going through the book of uh, First John uh, this semester, and it's been such a great time. And even if you haven't been involved in our life groups, it's been so cool because I meet with some of you on, a, on an individual basis, even though you're not involved in a life group, and God is teaching you the very same things about light and darkness. And it's been really neat just to witness. Another thing I wanted to mention is that in this room, too, we have some of our—I go to a faculty-staff uh, Bible study on Thursdays at noon in Kavanaugh. Some, a lot of you have heard me talk about it. Uh, three or four of them are here tonight. And um, I'm really standing on their shoulders of all. They pray for me like crazy and support me and uh, take care of me. So I'm just really thankful for them. Um, so when I was a kid, I wanted nothing more than to be like my dad. My dad is like a superhero in my mind. He still is. He's like in his 60s. And I'm still like, dude, you can't do wrong. And you can't ever die. You just gotta be with me at all times, you know? And so as a little kid, one of my big prayers was my dad's six, five and a half. And that was my prayer every every night before I went to bed. God, thank you for Jesus dying on the cross, Noah, Moses, Jesus. I wanna be six, five and three-quarters. I just wanna be taller than my dad. If I'm taller than my dad, then everything is right in the world. You know what I mean? And not only that, but my dad's left-handed. So my whole life I've wanted to be left-handed, which is funny. My son is I think he's gonna be left-handed, he's three, and whips a baseball like this at your face. And so, but I always want I want to be six five and three quarters, and I want to be left-handed. And I am neither of those things. I am right-handed and I am six four even. Even if I try to stretch it a little bit, and you know, I just couldn't quite get to six five and three quarters. Um who have you tried to become um, in your life, like that, um, <laughs> and then what have you tried to use in order to get there? You know, trying to get to some place that you want to be. You want to be like that person. You want to have that kind of job. You want to be making that kind of money. You want to be driving that kind of car. You want to, you know, want making those kind of grades. And then you try everything that you can, you study more, you work more, and you're still not there, right? I'm still 6'4", and I'm still right-handed. And I think the temptation will always be to lean toward the copy over the original. Because we're not quite sure if when God says that we're the original that he made us to be, that that is enough. We're always trying to be the copy. We don't like the original we want the copy. We don't like the original. Come on, copy me, God. Cologne me like them. I want to be like them. I don't want to be like me. I know what I'm like. I don't like me. I want to be like them. You guys know what I mean? And so we we translate that also into our relationship with God. Not only does God want you to be an original, he also wants you to worship the original and not the copy. God is the original. And that's what we're talking about tonight. And so here's our verse. 1 John chapter 5, verse 21. If you've got that in the app, you just follow right down. It says, Dear children, we've got a short verse. By the way, when our life group did this, they said, we got one verse. It's going to go quick. Yeah. Hour and ten minutes later, I'm still meh, 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 meh. So I won't do that tonight. Um, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Speaking of Emily, i um, got this verse to hand out to you guys so you can pass those out. First John five twenty one. So what he does in this passage is he tells us how we can free ourselves from idols in our lives. The first, thing, the first step, as he says, dear children, I believe the first step in guarding yourself against idols is to seek a mentor in your life. Uh, seek a mentor in your life. Why do you think John calls these people dear children? <laughs> these are people that he has helped grow in their faith, many of whom he was there when they initially accepted Jesus. He was there when they initially were baptized. Maybe he even baptized some of these people. And, and uh, I remember, remember in August when we were talking about that. Like, wouldn't it be cool if someone, some, some of us got to lead our friends to Christ and got to baptize our friends or our cousins or our roommates, which actually happened in October. I'm getting chills, right? And uh, we were we were kind of speaking that over and God allowed it to happen. That's how J- John was with these people. They were not just numbers. They were not just statistics. I know some of you are informatics majors, so it's like uh, analysis, you know, but these people were people to to John, and they weren't just numbers. These were his children. They weren't his biological children. <laughs> they were his children in the faith, and he was dedicated to help them grow. So who in your life, I just want to kind of ask some rhetorical questions. You can answer out loud if you want. I don't, Might kind of weird, but, uh, but who in your life do you have that's pouring into your life who is older than you are? Um, uh, I have this 78-year-old former campus minister that lives by Marion University. I meet with him once, about once a month, and I just take notes the whole time. Sweetest guy. His name's Will. But who is that in your life that just pouring into you, that has been there, can help you? Um, the biggest worry, though, when, when someone is investing into our lives is that they're going to let us down. Which, if you're thinking, you don't have to think very long in your life to think about a time when someone was investing in your life and they let you down, whether it was your parents or you know, someone at your church or a pastor or whatever. And that's always the biggest worry. Um, so the keys to getting a mentor are this. One, recognize a mature Christian uh, that you would love to invest in your life. Step two, don't wait for them to come to you. You go to them. How do you think I'm meeting with that guy? I emailed him and said, I need you to meet with me. I am desperate. I need help. Please tell me what to do. (laughs) But, you know, seek them out. Identify approach. It's just as simple as that. They're probably not going to talk to you. You'll have to talk to them, unfortunately. That's just how it works. But to get on guard, you will need a mentor, and you will also need, also, you'll have to eventually, God's going to bring you to a place where you're actually investing in someone else's life, after they've invested in your life. So that's the first thing. To get on guard, you will need a mentor, and you will also need to be investing in someone. Both are risky. Both are awesome. Even when there's giant failures and someone lets you down, it's still worth it, I believe. Still learn tons of things. Um, So the second thing he says, he says, keep yourselves, keep yourselves. This is just two words there. So the next step in getting guard against idols is full arrest. And you're like, what? So the Greek word for keep is philoso, and it can also be translated to watch or to guard or to keep someone in close custody. You were doing that with your friends last night when they were trying to run away, weren't you? Lockdown, you know. Or you're like that when they were trying to play video games when they need to be studying. I'm sorry. Stop. Smack, smack. You know, pay attention. Keep yourself on guard. Keep yourselves. And uh, I think... (laughs) When it comes even like to sexual temptation in our lives, Job put it like this. I have made a covenant with my eyes. I have put my eyes on lockdown that I would not gaze lustfully at a young woman. That's what Job did in his life. He actually made a covenant with his eyeballs. He's like, I will make a covenant with my eyes that I will not gaze lustfully at a girl that walks by me. I will not do that. So I think that's kind of the what he's trying to get at when he says, keep yourselves. So being on guard isn't something that's just going to happen. We have to be intentional with it. Proverbs 4.23 says that we are to guard our hearts as well. And many of us seem to resist keeping ourselves in custody because that is not the American way, right? That's how you stay in boredom and uh, prison, you know. And, but that is how God wants to give us freedom. When we come under his leadership and we say, God, I can't do this. I need you to keep me on lockdown. I need you to teach me what it means to follow and submit to your leadership in my life. And it's so hard when it comes to idols. So what has been something in your life uh, to where you have had this been helpful against guarding against idols? And this blew me away at our life group. And I'm going to tell on them because I was just like I was getting chills just listening to them. So we had talked about earlier in the semester about how can you have a better prayer life? And so they are talking about prayer. But that's the, that's the Sunday school answer, right? Prayer, you know, that's how you can guard yourself from idols. Of course, right? We're a Christian organization. I hope that you would think of that. But one of the, one of the people in our life is like, man, I just get on my knees when I pray and just just really focusing on the presence of God when I pray. And it has helped me to guard myself from idols. Another one of the students said, "I've been lifting up my hands when I pray, and <laughs> it's been focused." I was just like, "Whoa, I'm listening." You know, I was just taking it in and just blown away on what God has been doing among us. But it really comes down to surrender. To get on guard, you have to be fully arrested. Uh, and then the last thing, we have to, we have to get on guard. We have to identify what an idol is it's kind of backward we almost we go backward we usually identify the idol figure out how we can get on guard and then you know uh try to have relationship you know but that's not how it works (laughs) it's almost like by the point that God takes you all the way through that process whatever it is you push it out I don't care what it is God I don't want it standing between me and you but if you start from the bottom to the top It doesn't work because it becomes legalism because you're just trying to quit the thing and you're not equipped you don't know how no one's teaching you you just know that this is bad and I want to do something good and so and Megan did a great job of defining an idol and the the word here for idol can also mean picture or copy essentially what an idol is it's a fake of the original um, it's what we try to take and put into the place of God and we kick, you know, we can't kick God off of his throne, right? We can, we can act like he's not there and try to put something and we put like, we were talking about this in a group that I was meeting with. God's still there. We just put the idol in front of him because you can't knock him off the throne. He's still there. He's omnipresent. <laughs> you turn around. He's right behind you. He's beside you. He's everywhere, Right. But what we do is we put up a, a smoke screen of idols to where we can't really even tell that God is even there. Is what we usually do. So, what would you identify as an idol in your life that you struggle with copying or replacing God in your life? And here's the here's the crazy and the scary thing about idols is most of them are like really positive things that become the strongest idols in our lives. School, for instance relationships relationships with your parents (laughs) your possessions your car bunches of things that we actually need to continue to do things that we need to do and they're the very things video games the very thing that can de-stress you becomes an oppressor and all of a sudden you're not getting things done that you need to get done because you're so distracted by this relationship or this possession or whatever it is. And so all these things can be positives. Um, and we make them kind of uh, an object of worship. So we need to identify. That's the final thing. And I, So I'm, I, I listen to audiobooks when I drive. Because I drive a lot. So I'm, I decided, hey, I'm going to do a Jonathan Edwards book. Which was the worst idea in the world. Because that guy was the smartest human being. I think almost aside from Jesus to ever live. Like I'm... I'm driving down the road and veering off because I'm trying to think of what he's talking about and I have no idea. It's like listening to something in Spanish and I'm understanding 10% of it, and, and but I'm still being blessed by it. You ever feel like that? Maybe in a sermon sometime, you're like, I don't know what he said, about 50 minutes of that, but that three minutes, I got it. And now that's usually what God needs. He needs that three minutes. You know, just get your attention just for a little bit. So if you haven't been paying attention up at this point, pay attention to this, okay? I I sifted through all the stuff just for this. This is on page 371. (laughs) He, He said, Sincerity in religion consists in setting God highest in the heart, in choosing him before other things, in having a heart to sell all for Christ. But a man and woman actions are the proper trial what a man's heart prefers, okay? As for instance, when it is so that God and other things come to stand in competition, God is, as it were, set before a man on one hand in his worldly interest or pleasure on the other. Word that stood out to me in that quote, competition. I got that. Right? I'm the most competitive person in this room probably. And I shouldn't be because I'm 36. <laughs> it causes me to get into, you know, playing basketball with people I shouldn't be playing basketball. Last time I played with Ryan, my back cracked like it never cracked before, going for a rebound. Competition. What is, is vying for your competition. All these things in the world that offer pleasure, that offer success, that offer gratification. And God offers so much more. After, actually offers it all for eternity and in with the protection of his commandments. And so this is simple. We're, we're almost done with this. What is competing for your attention? What is competing for your worship? And I was just telling a student just the other day, difficult uh, situation and I was saying what the devil wants to do is he wants you to to choose a side and then cut off both your arms and so you, you have no support system <laughs> that's exactly what he wants you to do he doesn't want you to do the third way he wants you to choose one of these two ways which is polarizing and Jesus is always going in the third way you ever notice that about situations And be very careful about the devil and what he does with that because he will always try to make everything polarizing. And God is like, actually, I think Jesus would be a little too liberal for the liberals and a little too, you know, too conservative for the liberals and too liberal for the conservatives. (laughs) Right. As you read the Bible, you kind of see that. Uh, So what I'd like to do is I want to play our our final two videos that we have. And um, actually, um, Kayla and Zach got married this weekend. They, had, they did one of the videos. Corey was a groomsman. He wasn't the maid of honor. I thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. Um, anyway, but it was a great, great time. And so the week of their wedding, they text me this video. That's how awesome they are. And that's how much they wanted to share with you guys a little bit about idols in their own lives. And after that, worship team's going to come back up and Liz is going to read uh, Psalm one hundred one through 5. And we're going to sing two more songs together. Then we're going to spend some time just uh, honoring our graduates and praying over them tonight, if that's okay. So let's just go ahead and watch these two.